now listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. On today's program, I want to focus in on something that is of vital, critical importance to those people who uh, claim to be Christians in America and around the world. As you know, I have said this repeatedly for decades in my 48 books, conferences at Paradise Mountain Church, on television, radio, and it seems to be a theme. See, I believe, like probably many of you believe, I believe that God puts into our lives themes, callings, gifts, and themes would be so, for example, uh, somebody's called to uh, uh, minister to the poor, or feed the poor, establish some kind of uh, loving, caring facility that can distribute food, etc. There are so many, every one of us have different gifts because we are the supernatural body of Christ. And as Jesus talks about this, and so does the Apostle Paul, as the body of Christ, as the supernatural body of Christ, as the bride of Christ, we all have different gifts and different fruits. And therefore, God does not want us comparing ourselves with one another. He doesn't want us jealous and envious and rivalry and things like that. God wants us to be incredibly thankful. Once we discover what our gifts are, our talents and abilities are, and then by faith we we go out and develop or use those gifts, what happens to every personality, anybody who chooses to do that, you enter into, I don't want to be a little bit ridiculous here with the word consciousness, but you, you enter into a state of consciousness which is characterized by the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness. And so peace uh, fills your life, and the love of God fills your life, and you're in harmony with God. Now, this is critical. Now, if you're out of joint, so to speak, and you're not synchronized with God, you don't know what your talents and abilities and gifts are as a particular member of the body of Christ, then you're going to be flat-out miserable, filled with anxiety, depression, emotional upheaval, etc., etc. Why? 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 Because you are not being who you were created to be by God. The most important thing that any of us can do in relationship to ourselves, our spouses, uh, our children, our grandchildren, in all the interactions of life when we interact with people, when we are becoming the people that God has called us to become, then all of a sudden God releases that gifting, that anointing, the peace of the Holy Spirit, the peace of God that passes all understanding and guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So this supernatural peace fills our hearts and surrounds us. The the prerequisite for that is that you and I are to walk through the doors of opportunity, guided by the wisdom of the Lord, and we are to actively become, by faith, the people that God created us to be. So 
in the Bible you see this uh, passage of Scripture where where uh, the uh, the apostle is talking about members of the body of Christ, and everyone who's born again is a member of the body of Christ. And as a member of the body of Christ, we all have unique and different and uh, unique, different types of giftings, fruits, callings, abilities, and talents. And the, the warning, the admonishment to us from the Word of God is that we don't get jealous, we don't get hung up in status, we don't get in, involved in rivalry, we, we aren't competitive, we, we don't go around saying to ourselves, so-and-so has a better, more glamorous, more prestigious gift than I have. See, that's nonsense. That's, that's monkey business. That's crazy talk. That's how the world system operates. The world system is dysfunctional because at the root of the world system, there is intense jealousy, competition, rivalry, and things of that nature. So, so the majority of the time, the people of this world are not producing, they're not creating, they're not really using their gifting, etc., etc., because they are caught in this soap opera, this, this drama, where everything, you know, is flashing red lights and every maneuver we make is, is made in order to compensate for mistakes that we have made. So the bottom line is, the Apostle Paul says, look, just because your gift may be the equivalent of a thumb or, you know, any, it could be any organ, any part of your body, no matter how minute, no matter how insignificant that part of your body is, he compares it to parts of, of the body of Christ, of the supernatural body of Christ. And woe to the person who ignores the, the all-out importance of becoming exactly what God called you and created you to become. Because when you do that, you step into synchronization with the Lord. And when you don't do that, then you are uh, fighting with the Lord. And you are a member of the body of Christ, but, but you, the blessing of God is not on you, because even though you're a member of the body of Christ, you are moving in reverse. And what you're doing is actually a, con a, a, con a, a, a what you're doing, I can't even talk anymore these days. What you're doing is not accomplishing the mandate, the goal, or the vision that God has given you. And what you will find is that when you look at people's lives, nobody who's a true Christian who has Jesus Christ living inside of them, absolutely nobody who is a real Christian and has been gifted by God, has the fruit of the Spirit, etc., etc. Nobody who's a real Christian should be so foolish as to get tempted and pulled into this rivalry, this jealousy, this, this vain idea where you, in your delusion, you think that you're better than other people because you're deluded into believing that you think your gifts uh, are superior to other people's gifts. You think that 
your talents and abilities. I mean, there's so many ta- talents and abilities, and you think in your delusionary state that your talents and abilities are up and above or superior to somebody else's. The point, the foundational point that God is trying to establish in our heart and mind is simply this. You and I have been gifted by God on a multiplicity of levels. You and I have been given the fruit of the Spirit by God, and we all have different callings and giftings, etc., etc. When we're in sync with God and we're doing what God has called us to do, we suddenly discover with a super flash of insight, with a super flash of revelation, we suddenly discover by the Spirit of God that God in his wisdom is, is so super intelligent. God is genius, uh, beyond genius, beyond genius. So God has made each one of us to be in synchronization with him. And God knew each one of us before the foundation of the world. And he called us to be here for such a time as this. That means we are supposed to be in sync with God. And our talents and abilities and giftings should be flowing, not not interrupted because of conflict. They should be flowing out of our lives in, in, in a natural sense, but really it's a supernatural sense. So the gifts of God, the callings of God, the abilities of God, all these things that God bestows on his people should be flowing out of our lives with the love of God, the wisdom of God, the supernatural force of the Holy Spirit, which empowers all of this. And let us remember that the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit um, is the same as power from on high, or the dunamis, or the dynamite explosion of God, which detonates in the invisible realm. Uh, dropping um, all kinds of demonic architecture or strongholds that are erected to block, wall off, and uh, uh, confine the, the blessings of God upon our nation and world as God chooses to distribute those blessings via his people, the supernatural body of Christ. Wow. So that should give you a tremendous anticipation, uh, a tremendous amount of hope for the future. Now, let's talk about what's happening in America right now, the world and the United States. It's very important that we do that. And, and what I want to do is give you a brief overview, um, a brief overview of how the infinite personal living God of the universe, the creator of the universe, God Almighty, the supreme being, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the triune God. This God, who is Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father, this God is an immortal and eternal God. And this God is completely different and completely unique in contrast or comparison with other gods. 
And so the time period that we live in is a time period where um, very evil people have conspired to seize control, to seize power over planet Earth. And so what um, I've been writing about for decades now in my 38 books, um, and so this, what I call, um, I actually coined the terms the globalist elite and the Luciferian elite. When I first started writing about this decades ago in, in many of my books, most people, even people who wrote books like this, they were, they were timid, they were self-conscious, they were afraid of just coming out and saying it for what it was because they were afraid of not being taken seriously. They were afraid of being rejected. And so, um, in my writing, um, the Lord spoke to my heart. I, I used the mind that God has given me, just like you use the mind that God has given you. And instead of retreating, instead of surrendering, I made the inner decision to move forward in faith like Joshua and Caleb. And I made the decision, just like God is moving in your life right now, and God is moving in your life trying to produce in you, God's trying to initiate in you, he wants you to make a decision. He wants you to stop wavering uh, between two opinions, and he wants you to have one opinion and to be single-minded, which is the Word of God. So, I was, uh, I developed a firm foundation in my mind, which is the mind of Christ. And I learned something. It, it, it took decades to learn. It was an incremental and slow learning process in which I, I, in a very, you know, not a dramatically <clears throat> fast speed, not a dramatically uh, accelerated learning curve. What I learned is that if you are consistent and you stay at it and you're committed to whatever the Lord has called you to do, <clears throat> that you can expect that God will supernaturally intervene in your life. You can expect that God will supernaturally bless you as you live your life according to his word. And so you can expect the supernatural blessing of God, the supernatural gifts of God, the supernatural blessings of God, and the supernatural fruit of the Spirit. You can realistically expect that those things are going to materialize in your life as you plant the spiritual seeds necessary in order to produce a harvest of what God wants and a harvest of, of righteousness. Okay, this is the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. Now, in a moment, we're going to come back, and we're going to do a what I call a deep dive 
which is a very short but uh, a very understandable uh, soundbite, if you will, in which um, I will share with you and attempt to explain to you in the most accurate and simultaneously the simplest terms what has been happening on planet Earth during the last three years, why we are indeed right now, as the title of one of my new books is called, it's called The Greatest Battle, because we are in the greatest battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world. And we are in a multi-dimensional war, and this is an all-out war depicted in Bible prophecy. This is an all-out war <clears throat> that is a war between uh, supernatural beings, both good and evil. So on one hand, we have the armies of Lucifer and the armies of Satan, and with the armies of Satan, we have um, satanic weapons, Luciferian technology, magic, Satanism, <clears throat> supernatural powers. We have all kinds of supernatural abilities by which we can fight this spiritual battle before us in what I refer to as an enhanced manner. And, and, and one of the things I've been seeking answers to these questions my entire life. I have been calling out to God. I've been crying out to God. I've been in prayer, studying his word, doing endless amounts of research in the Bible, Bible history, theology, physics, genetics, DNA, uh, Bible prophecy, uh, an enormous amount of research in those areas. Because I believe with all my heart, starting in like second and first grade, I knew and I sensed the call of the Holy Spirit on my life. I sensed supernaturally, that means it was a knowing beyond knowing, and this knowing transcended any momentary or temporal uh, earthly. Uh, uh, source of supply. And you see, because of what has happened in America and around the world, primarily these, what could be described as potentially what scientists call human extinction level events. So potentially, we have been dealing with human extinction level events. I talk all about this. I explain human extinction level events in my books, like The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, Power from on High, Conquering the Matrix, uh, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2. You can get all those books at a financial discount if you visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us right now. <clears throat> now, 
So the primary mandate that we have from God is to do what God has called us to do. And what we have to understand, and when I say what we have to understand, this can't be a trite, underdeveloped, weak, um, soft, and squeezy understanding of science, technology, the power of God, Bible prophecy, the character of God, etc., etc. We are not looking for some kind of counterfeit pool of knowledge. What we have to understand is, without exception, the time period that we are living in now is unlike any time period in human history. Never before in human history have we had a a deadly global pandemic. Never before in human history have has our planet been ravaged by freak weather. Uh, never before uh, in, in human history have the signs of the times and Bible prophecy come together with the speed that they're coming together right now. This has never happened before in human history. The very words of Christ, that the signs of the times are coming to pass, and that there will be wars and rumors of wars, that there will be droughts, famines, hurricanes, uh, cyclones, tsunamis, earthquakes, wars and rumors of wars, and all kinds of cataclysmic events, comets, nuclear bombs, hydrogen bombs, and then the explosion of new technologies such as computerized AI systems, artificial intelligence systems, uh, the multiverse, 5G, and, and the fact that, that there are massive numbers of people right now, some of them you know, and I'm saying this uh, with a disclaimer that I am not a medical doctor. I'm not a medical researcher. So I'm simply giving you a non-professional outline based in my field of expertise, which is the Bible and research and things of that nature. I do not claim to be a doctor, and you should never be seeking a non-doctor for medical advice. I think it is appalling, by the way. And I'm simply not naming the name or not naming the names out of a desire to be gracious to my brothers and sisters in Christ and to my desire to uh, exhibit grace or unmerited favor towards my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Because there are very there there are men and women who have been raised up by God through a variety of reasons and they have a massive television platform radio platform they they have a massive presence and a massive platform and they are not any they are not uh, medical doctors or medical researcher, researchers any more than I am. Yet, they're being asked questions, things like w- whether or not I should take the vaccination, or things like, you know, should I take this 
nutritional thing or herbs or vitamins? Should I go with this alternative treatment? Or should I only go with the vaccination made by the giant pharmaceutical companies? Now, I want to emphatically say this because every person who has a public platform of whatever size is responsible towards God for what they say and do not say. And so there has been uh, a relatively disturbing number of, of men and women who I believe love the Lord. I believe that they are Christians. And as Christians and as people who love the Lord, <coughs> they uh, um, are just as fallible as you and I are. But let me say this. We are talking about people needing wisdom and guidance in very sophisticated areas of life, such as, should I take the vaccination or not? Should I take an alternative? What about nutrients and vitamins? And then you have to calculate the age factor, your personal genetic and DNA history. It's not just simply a matter of coming up with a one-size-fits-all solution. That's horrendous. But this is what I'm getting at. When you have a worldwide platform and you use that platform to, to you become whether you want to admit it or not, because of your platform, you become, in effect, the voice of God and the face of God to hundreds of millions of people on planet Earth. And so when you hold press conferences and say things publicly that reach millions of people, you are, in effect, becoming and functioning as if you were the voice of God. And people are making... This is not about what people should do or shouldn't do. We know people should not be following men and women as they follow God. That's called idolatry, and it's one of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt have no idols before me. An idol is anything you worship, any person or demon or whatever. Anything that you worship and look to in the place of God. So if you're listening to some uh, Christian leader, who is telling you what to do regarding a medical decision or whatever, you have, whether you want to admit it or not, you have violated one of the major commandments of the Bible. You have committed the sin of looking upon that Christian leader as if they were uh, God. So you are worshiping them as if you were worshiping idols. And When you're worshiping any man or woman instead of God as idols, you have walked out from underneath God's supernatural protective umbrella. You've walked out from under the grace of God, and you have opened yourself up, your family up, your nation up. You've opened yourself up to demonic attacks, curses, and all kinds of problems. Because when you study, the Bible, as you should. And I wrote about this in great, great detail in my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. I wrote about this um, 
in my other books, like A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 2, and Power from on High. And, and what I wrote in these books was a warning to the evangelical or Bible-believing community regarding worshiping any man uh, as if they were an idol and, and worshiping men and women like idols or gods. And when you do that, you, you literally walk into another room in the spiritual dimension and you flick a switch which immediately releases or activates the law of sin and death. That's the same law of sin and death that was activated by Adam and Eve. Now, let's, let's stop pretending we're brain dead. You're not brain dead. You have the mind of Christ. Use it for crying out loud. So this is the essential truth. That See, the pilgrims and Puritans knew this truth backwards and forwards. That's why, under the stewardship of the pilgrims and Puritans, uh, America became the greatest nation in the world. There was a fir first great awakening in America, and the supernatural blessing of God Almighty was poured out on America because of a number of, of key spiritual principles that God's people we're adhering to. Let me just go over to in Deuteronomy 28 in the Old Testament, which is known as the blessings and the curses. Deuteronomy 28 is divided into basically two equal uh, sections, the first part and the second part. In the first part of Deuteronomy 28, God tells his people that if we will not worship idols, if we will not worship false gods, but only worship the true God, the real God, then God will release his supernatural blessing mightily upon our lives. That's number one. Number two is that God commands us in Deuteronomy 28 to diligently, diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. That means you hear the word of God, you study the word of God, you read the word of God, and then bam! You activate um, God's supernatural blessing, his health, wealth, victory over your enemies, and all kinds of things. You activate the blessing of God because you are doing these two things. Number one is you are only getting your counsel from the Word of God. You're doing what the Word of God says. And that also, um, you are not going beyond or outside of the Word of God. If you do these things, and the pilgrims and Puritans modeled this behavior, God will, even now, God will release his supernatural deliverance and his supernatural blessing on his children in America and every other nation. We can realistically expect to see the, the mighty outpouring of the supernatural power of God if we stop worshiping idols and only worship the true God, if we only obey diligently the Word of God and reject anything that departs from the Word of God. 
So we we don't worship idols. We only worship God, and we only study and obey and adhere to the Word of God, the Word of God. It is those two principles and other principles which open the windows of heaven, and this is the reason why God raised up America to be a light on a hill. Now, this is critical, so we'll be back in a moment. I need you to partner with me. I know for a fact, as I've been seeking the Lord with with an unusual intensity beginning three years ago, for I don't know how many years, 25 years, longer than that, I really don't know. But I was, in addition to all my other ministry activities and, and projects, um, I, I began to teach and preach and minister to people at Paradise Mountain Church in Southern California. And we, we paid for a, a medium to large size uh, uh, meeting room in a, a nice hotel, which was very pricey. And we would meet at a number of hotels in Southern California, and it would be televised, and, and people would watch it all over the world. Now, this is the critical thing. I, I, I can't remember how many years we were doing it, but the Lord gave me a call. The Lord gave me a burden. The Lord put on me the mantle of his anointing to be an intercessory prayer warrior. And so, uh, as directed by the Lord, as we met at these hotel uh, medium-sized conference rooms where we had our paradise, you know, some, some, I'm not going to even go there. Paradise Mountain Church would, would meet on a regular basis inside these hotel conference rooms. And, I would teach on Bible prophecy. I would do a Bible prophecy and current events analysis. By the way, you can enjoy hundreds of hours of, of those teachings, of that prophetic analysis. It's free, and you can send it all over the world. All you got to do is go to paulmcguire.us, that's paulmcguire.us, and then you, you travel up and down to the first page of paulmcguire.us. And you go to the Paradise Mountain Church or Paul McGuire Roku channel. And we have over 100 hours of conferences and teaching and preaching and ministering going on at Paradise Mountain Church. And this is power pack stuff. People would fly in from all over the world to attend. People would come from all over the United States, all over the state of California. We were not physically a large ministry, but we, every every number every every certain number of years, we would reach uh, several million people with the Bible teaching, with the ministry, with the prophetic call to to, to pray for America and things of that nature. And I would always, at every meeting, lead the people, including myself, into repentance. Cry out to God for him to pour out a mighty last day's revival and confess and repent of our own personal sins and the collective sins of the body of Christ 
and then engage in intercessory warfare, spiritual warfare, and then call out to God. And night after night, meeting after meeting, it, it, the power of the Lord, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit sent by Jesus Christ, and the power of the Lord that the Lord graciously was pouring out at the Paradise Mountain Church meetings at the hotels, it, it wasn't the same level of power every time we met. There would be times where it would be moderate, it would be like relatively normal, and then there would be times when the power of God would increase, like the tide going in and the tide going out. And then there would be times when the power of God, the glory of God, would come down so remarkably that people would be delivered, people would be set free. People would start weeping in genuine repentance and, and, and lay prostrate before the Lord and cry out to God for deliverance, healing, and salvation. I had people who were uh, Satanists come to our church, and they were delivered. I had people who were uh, addicted to you know meth and everything else. They were supernaturally delivered by the power of God. And I obeyed the assignment the Lord gave us, which is to be an intercessory prayer warrior for America and believe God that America would experience revival, believe God that God would turn the tide of the spiritual battle, and God would pour out a, a third great awakening on America. And I don't know how many decades we waged spiritual war in this manner, but people would fly from all over the world, all over America, all over California, and they would come, and they would always come, you know, saying something like, I heard you on the internet, or I heard you on the radio, or I heard you on a video, and the Spirit of God told me to get in a jet and fly uh, to Paradise Mountain Church. Would you pray for me? And people would come with all kinds of needs, or they would be delivered. I had one lady who, who uh, I don't know how she heard about the meetings or me, but what happened was she was from a satanic family, and her and her the members of her family were were they, they were not Christians and they were possessed by demons. And so when they came in into the into the hotel which served as our sanctuary for Paradise Mountain Church, they were delivered by the Holy Spirit and set free of these demonic entities. And there were all kinds of miracles that happened. One guy told me that that while we were worshiping the Lord out loud, and we would raise our hands up towards heaven and worship the Lord. By the way, everything was done in decency and order. There was no freakouts. This wasn't a rave party. We aren't. We all weren't flying high on special K or ketamine. Everything was done peacefully and in order, and and there was no craziness or Looney Tune type stuff. You understand what I'm saying? And so, as we were praising God, and as I was praising God, the power of the Holy Spirit was, was being poured out with love, peace, yet simultaneously with great force. And this guy was, was telling me about what happened to him the last time he came to our church meeting. And he said, as I was praising the Lord, he said to me, the Lord specifically said to me, in my inner man, the Lord said, and 
the Lord called him by name. And the Lord said, I want you to get down on your knees right down now. And I want you to, to lay out, you know, like, like prostrate, lay out on your stomach and chest and, and, and begin to praise me and, and, and worship me from a prostate uh, position of total surrender. So the Lord told him to do that, and then the Lord convicted other people to do it. And then the power of God descended into the room with, with tremendous peace, gentleness, but also force as he obeyed God. Now, in a moment, we're going to come back because I have been talking about revival and teaching on revival for decades. But I wanted to say something very clearly, and that is the Word of God is our final authority. Experiences, supernatural manifestations, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, emotionalism, all of those things do not transcend the Word of God in everything theological, in everything in terms of the Bible. It is the Word of God that is above all things. It is the Word of God that is our final authority in all things, including doctrine and behavior, etc., etc. It is the Word of God that is our final authority. You may have had the greatest supernatural, emotional, mystical experiences. You may have left your body. You may have traveled to Mars. I don't know what you did or whatever. You may have gone into the Disneyland of your of your mind. Okay. However, you and I are are not just to you know like time, like Tom Petty said in that song about flying. You and I, we are accountable to the, the King of the Universe, God Almighty. We're accountable to God, and as such, it is our responsibility to rightly divide the Word of God and to use the Word of God as a precision measuring instrument in order that we may avoid false doctrine, the doctrine of demons, apostasy, and all kinds of spiritual deception that is rampant in our world. The way we protect ourselves from mega spiritual deception is to anchor our minds and hearts into the Word of God. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. You are listening to the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. If you are anywhere in the EU or any continent on planet Earth or the United States of America, wherever you are, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, the Word of God is your final authority. Now, uh, one of the latest, um, what many people are claiming to be a, a genuine outbreak of revival, has been happening at Asbury University. And uh, perhaps you've seen it on, on television. There, there is, uh, among the young college students and others, there is an outbreak, an outbreak of an ongoing revival that up until supposedly it ended today, I, I, you know, you can't, Count on that being reliable because they could start it up again tomorrow. 
So for about seven days, this Asbury University has been experiencing a revival, and and the students going there uh, in in a biblical manner. There's no, there's no. I haven't seen any. Does you know? Maybe, maybe there is craziness. I haven't seen any craziness. What I've seen is uh, a genuine enthusiasm, a genuine proclamation of the gospel of Christ in terms of salvation and repentance and 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 born, being born again and the authority of God's word. And so, uh, for seven days, uh, revival, and some people are saying uh, this is the beginning of a great awakening, is erupting in in Asbury University in Kentucky. Now, in addition to Asbury University in Kentucky, there are, are countless other outbreaks of revival among students at colleges and businesses, et cetera, et cetera. So, so it's not just Asbury University. There is, there are outbreaks of revival happening right now all over the United States and all over the world, including New York City, which is an extremely anti-Christian environment. And there are outbreaks of revival in in Southern California. And um, basically, any church. This is this is the way it was in the Jesus movement. By the way, I got saved during the Jesus movement, and during the Jesus movement, anybody who wanted to get saved could get saved, and and millions of people, as a result, came to Christ. The Jesus movement, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, was. Um, a a the Jesus movement was a kind of limited revival and a kind of limited third grade awakening, a, a third grade awakening, and it infused mass culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the message of Jesus Christ. So you see uh, similar behaviors, similar enthusiasm for the Lord, and what you see personally, what I think. And, and let me qualify this by saying, I am not in any way, shape, or form uh, endorsing this Asbury uh, uh, revival and all the other revivals happening on college campuses, happening all over the world. I am not endorsing them, nor am I uh, dismissing them. Because seven days is not enough to make an intelligent spiritual evaluation where we discern the spirits. But but revivals are erupting all across the United States and the world. And I will tell you, and probably many of you listening have experienced the same thing. I do not remember seeing this level of revival, this talk about Jesus, this level of uh, uh, of an awakening, I have not seen anything even remotely close to this kind of Christian revival erupting all across the United States and the world. The closest thing that I have seen to this kind of revival, I would have to go back to when I was making the transformation from being an atheist an existentialist, 
a humanist, an occultist, and I was, by the Spirit of God, being led to the Lord. And not only did I eventually receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, but I obeyed God and allowed myself to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why I wrote the book Power from On High. The book Power from On High is not written to push any particular uh, doctrine, any particular uh, uh, denomination, any particular theological movement. I, sound doctrine is important. The authority of God's Word is important. But it's also important that if we are going to win the world to Jesus Christ, that we must come to the world in genuine biblical unity ruled by the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God. So, it is far too early to make a, a final evaluation regarding these revivals breaking out and the Asbury University revival. Again, it's only been going on seven days. They, you know, they talk about it like it's like it's. Don't make it larger than it is. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled. My heart rejoices. But I've been around the block a lot in life. I've seen just about everything, and I've been in every type of spiritual environment, from satanic to to, to filled with heaven, and so on and so forth. And I was saved. My wife was saved, and many of my friends were saved in the Jesus movement, um, and because of the Jesus movement, which brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to the campuses of universities across America. And I, I, I will say this, because this is very important. Um, the Jesus movement, there was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on rebellious youth like me. There was deliverance, there were healings, there was miracles, and the Jesus movement, people who do not understand the Jesus movement and presume to understand are, are, are going around right now and, and talking about things, and they're not historically accurate. Many, and I'm not putting down youth, but many of the people are in a particular age range where they weren't really there and part of the Jesus movement revivals. So they're they're talking about it, writing about it, etc., etc., but but they're making all kinds of egregious mistakes because they weren't there. And I'll give you one massive mistake about the Jesus movement that people are making. It is ridiculous to to claim that the Jesus movement uh, only occurred in in the west coast of Southern California, uh, or or the University of Berkeley and San Francisco. The Jesus movement e erupted when ex hippies, ex revolutionaries, ex radicals, ex you know occult people, they got radically and miraculously saved. None of the Jesus movement happened in churches for the most part. People became radically saved in the Jesus movement on the West Coast, and they, they, they spread the gospel from the West Coast all across America and the world. And I don't know how many years it lasted, 
I think, you know, I'm going to give you an approximation. The Jesus movement approximately lasted somewhere around three years. But it was just a bunch of ex-hippies that were sold out to God, and they believed in the Bible, and and members of the Jesus movement, it was very loosely organized, uh, carried with them their big, thick King James Bibles. They only read King James. They, they, they staunchly believed in Bible prophecy, and they believed in uh, a pre-trib rapture and the entire revelation, Jesus Christ is coming, the mark of the beast. They, they solidly believed that. And, and the Jesus people in the Jesus revolution solidly believed that Jesus was Lord and Jesus was coming back soon. And they made a significant impact on society. But here's the problem. The Jesus movement was extremely active and alive and flourishing on the East Coast and in New York City and in Times Square. The Jesus movement was flourishing and exploding in New York City, Times Square, Broadway, and and, and the East Coast area. The Jesus movement was not and never was simply relegated to the West Coast, San Francisco, L.A., and, and, you know, Chuck Smith did a great work with Calvary Chapel, etc. But we're missing the point here. I remember meeting with Larry Norman. Most of you probably don't know who he is or was. Larry Norman, I was a contemporary Christian uh, uh, music producer with, with promoting, producing the biggest acts, Christian acts in the world, uh, live on Times Square. And uh, I remember that um, I was also a feature film producer. So I remember when my wife and I moved from uh, a particular state to California to be in the film business, I remember that Larry, I remember that Larry Norman uh, a Christian rock and roller, ha, ha, you know, he he planted the seeds of the gospel in me because he played rock and roll and kicked out the jams, and I could relate to it. So I, I I remember I was walking on Sunset Boulevard. I mean, it was right next to Grumman's Chinese Theater, and uh, um, I decided to pay Larry Norman, the the, the Christian rock and roll uh, uh, musician. I, I decided to pay Larry Norman uh, an unexpected visit. I had talked to him on the phone uh, because he knew me because of the Lambs Club and all the concerts that I was doing. And I went up to his office, which was right there in Hollywood, off the streets of Hollywood. And back then, I don't, I don't remember when this was. This was probably 79 or something, 80, 1980, I don't know. And Larry Norman and I talked, um, and uh, I had, which was, Larry Norman was part of the West Coast Jesus Movement, but I was part of the East Coast Jesus Movement. And and if you ignore the East Coast Jesus Movement, you're, you're basically ignoring a fundamental part of revival and the history of re- revival in the United States. So. Uh, Larry Norman was—I uh, don't want to get into the Larry Norman thing, but there's a lot of other stories with Larry Norman. 
He crashed in an airplane. I, I ran into him at a copy shop off of Laurel Canyon and Lookout Mountain Avenue, which is just two stores down from an exercise club where, where I would run into uh, Dr. Timothy Leary, the LSD prophet, Harvard professor. Okay, enough of that. The point, the point is that revival didn't go through the churches and the denominations and the established ministries. Revival exploded and swept America because of the Jesus movement. Now, we have been, literally, please, I ask you humbly to process this with me. We have been under all-out spiritual assault. That's what it is. We have been in, in the heaviest spiritual warfare probably since the beginning of the church. So I was seeking the Lord, crying out to God for him to give me his wisdom and and to speak to me so I could share this with God's people. So one year before COVID hit, the pandemic hit, one year before that happened, I pulled myself out of the conference uh, circuit. I pulled myself out from making uh, Basically, I, I cut all my media appearances. Uh, I cut them by like, I don't know, 80% or 90%. And, and I withdrew to cry out to God and seek God. Because you see, if I don't seek God, then I have nothing whatsoever to say to you uh, on the radio. Then, while I was seeking God, and remember, this is hard for me to do because I'm a type A personality. As I was seeking God, uh, the COVID epidemic broke out, the pandemic broke out, the, the technology of the, the alleged vaccine was distributed, and it turns out that this vaccine is nothing like, I, mean, I should say, this is not my opinion. My opinion when comes to medicine is not important because I'm not a medical researcher or a doctor. But doctors and medical researchers were alleging that this vaccine was not a vaccine at all. And since that time, they have many doctors all across the U.S. and the world, very prominent doctors, have issued warnings stating that in the vaccination, COVID vaccination, uh, they they inject what are called nanoparticles. This this means they are AI or artificially intelligent nanoparticles that are microscopic, and they possess AI or artificial intelligence. So that means, according to these medical researchers and doctors, they are alleging. That all across planet Earth, um, there has been a a hybridization of D, uh, of human DNA created by the Creator, who is the Creator of human DNA, and and God, uh, uh, who created human DNA and who created mankind. In the image of God, he created them both male and female. And so, what I've been trying to share on my program is that 
it is possible for you to come boldly to the throne of grace through the blood of Jesus or the blood of the Lamb. You can come boldly to the, the throne room of grace, and by faith you're cleansed with the blood of Jesus, and by faith you have the supernatural power and authority to ask God for anything that you want or need, and God will supernaturally supply that to you in the name of Jesus. So, after your year of seeking the Lord intensely, um, and then being uh, isolated and secluded uh, because of the COVID pandemic, and then continuing my research, continuing my deep dive research. But again, I'm not a doctor, so I have to rely on the opinions of, of doctors and medical researchers. And what I have seen is the, the, the uh, percentage of doctors who are saying that the, the, the vaccine is not even a vaccine. It's essentially their nanoparticles, which means they're artificially intelligent, microscopic particles that flow through the human bloodstream that, that pass the blood-brain barrier. And they grow and they evolve and they, they self-evolve and create microscopically, but then quite large in the arteries and uh, capillaries and uh, the brain, etc. They create antenna-like structures. Now, I've been trying to share this truth with you and God's people for, for decades. And I believe that we're at a pivotal moment where the human race, you see right now, if you study all the data and the content and, and, and things of that nature, right now we are moving with lightning speed into a human extinction level event that is composed of uh, uh, processed food, genetic engineering, the, the intermingling of human DNA and animal DNA and artificial DNA, and the rise of the hive mind and the world brain, and the uh, introduction of what is now called 5G technology, which is massively, massively, massively more powerful than cell phones and laptops, etc., that previously used um, 2G, 3G, 4G. When you, when you reach 5G, you take a quantum leap in energy and power and force. So, if you are truly accessing the mind of Christ as you have been commanded to by God, if you are relying on God for his wisdom, because God pours out a spirit of wisdom, God will make these complex matters, the, the co comments of high-level doctors and medical researchers, God will take all that data, all that content, and you may, like I may, initially be overwhelmed. And because we're initially overwhelmed, our, our minds are like reeling, and we can't seem to comprehend this massive download of data, and we can't seem to comprehend 
the complexity of processing everything from uh, 5G to satellites to uh, neural uh, uplinks uh, to uh, the hybridization of human DNA and uh, 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 non-human DNA and so on and so forth. So we are in a period of time where in the book of Daniel it says that in the last days knowledge will increase. So Daniel the prophet is telling us that in the last days our knowledge, our technology, our understanding is going to vastly accelerate in the last days. And so this includes an acceleration and uh, an acceleration of a quantum download of potentially infinite intelligence, Ill, uh, infinite content and infinite data uh, driven by, you know, the software industry, the, the, the genetic industry, and so on and so forth. So, where are we? So now, God is calling on his people. He's raising up um, um, the, the men and women who uh, blow the trumpet of warning to rouse God's people for an impending spiritual battle. Now, after seeking the Lord and crying out to God and studying from a biblical worldview, history, science, technology, psychology, neurological sciences, um, um, electromagnetic frequencies, and all these other disciplines, quantum physics, quantum mechanics, etc., etc., after studying and processing all these disciplines, including uh, military science, and I don't claim to be an expert in any of these areas, just like you, I'm just seeking the Lord. But what the Lord put in my heart and what the Lord has been communicating to me through his still small voice is this. The Lord has been speaking to me in his still small voice over and over again. And the Lord um, talks to me all during the night. Sometimes the Lord will, will talk to me for you know seven or eight or ten hours during nighttime. The Lord will, will talk to me, you know, when I get up. The Lord, the Lord is continually talking to me as he's continually talking to you. And you will find that if you dare to raise the level of your expectation, if you dare to raise the level of your desire uh, for answers to, like, what's happening to America and what can we do about uh, the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum, etc. What do we do about these things? And so, the Lord has put it on my heart. He has, uh, if you will, infused the knowledge of God and its application to science, technology, physics, genetics, uh, weather, etc., etc. God has um, synchronized himself and us as individuals in order to give us the knowledge and wisdom that we need 
to be victorious and to win in the spiritual battles and warfare that that lie before us. And so this is how it plays out. As we analyze what could be called a human extinction level event, we see that it is a high probability that when we analyze the data, the content, and the various scenarios that could potentially happen, that we have reached a place of no return. We have reached a place where there's no exit. We have reached a place where uh, there is no uh, uh, foreseeable human answer to the challenges that we face. And so if we are processing and analyzing and thinking about the environment that we live in and the prospect or possibility of survival for us and our children until the Lord returns, we, we treasure in our hearts the biblical promises of an anticipation regarding the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, after crying out to God for two years, after, cry, after seeking the Lord for a year, this is a total now of three years, the Lord begins to reveal to me a plan. The Lord begins to open up to me his thoughts, his ideas, uh, his vision for America and God's people. The Lord begins to open up those areas of wisdom to me, and the Lord begins to download into me supernatural answers to complex problems. And so I no longer allow myself to walk backwards and to give in to disorientation or give in to confusion or anxiety, etc. I know I draw a line in the sand and I take authority over my mind like you need to take authority over your mind. And when we take authority over our minds, by faith we activate the mind of Christ. And with that, we put on the full armor of God. And so our thoughts are no longer isolated, compartmentalized thoughts. Our thoughts are now tangential or connected, uh, both spiritually and neurologically, they are connected to the Creator and the glory of God Himself, who is alive forever and ever. Now, the next phase that that occurs is the dawning in our hearts, the dawning of the explosive dunamis, which means detonation, the explosive dunamis or detonation of the supernatural power of God, where, where the release of God's supernatural power is so off the charts that it is what Jesus Christ referred to when he told the disciples to go to Jerusalem and tarry until they receive power from on high. So, bringing us up to speed into the present moment, the only answer for God's people, 
for victory in what could be described as multidimensional warfare is that you and I need to learn how to be victorious and walk in the dunamis or walk in the supernatural power from on high. And so we are no longer walking in the flesh. We are no longer relying on mere mortal energy. We are no longer carrying the weight of this load by ourselves. We are, by faith, placing the burden. My burden is easy. My yoke is light. We are placing the burden and the complexity of all these things in the hands of the Lord. And as we seek God feverishly, as we cry out to God, as we repent to God for our sins, then God detonates the dunamis, the dynamite explosive power of God, which incinerates the satanic strongholds and removes all the blockages, which allows an infusion, a mighty infusion of God's glory, a mighty infusion of God's supernatural power to fill us and to fill our ministries, our homes, our lives, and yes, even our nation. Power from on high. All right, this is Paul McGuire. I need your help. I'm asking you to seek the Lord. I'm asking you to ask God to tell you, to speak to you, and tell you how much you should donate or contribute financially to Paul McGuire Ministries and Paradise Mountain Church. And then whatever the Lord says to you through his still small voice, I want to exhort you to obey the command of the Lord, and whatever the Lord tells you to give in terms of finances and donations and contributions, simply obey the Lord. And then I'm asking you to partner with us in this ministry. I'm asking you to spread our links, our videos, our audio, to get the books and circulate them and use them as Bible studies. Remember, Power from on high, The Day the Dollar Died, and the other books are available at a financial discount. Now, as I was crying out to God and seeking his face as to how do we win this spiritual war, the Lord began to slowly download into my mind and heart a a long series of almost friendship lectures where God appeared to me as both a friend and and as somebody who is my master who is lecturing me on how to utilize and access the supernatural power of God. And so I experienced a dynamic transformation in my life. I experienced a complete uh, transformation in my inner man or inner mind. And I no longer saw myself living out this fatalistic uh, scenario. I no longer saw myself spinning downwards like somebody in an airplane that was crashing. I no longer saw myself being defeated. I no longer saw myself being conquered. I no longer saw myself being overwhelmed and imprisoned and enslaved, those negative visions that 
would cascade through my consciousness were the product of uh, a mechanism deep, deep down inside of me, deep down below my subconscious mind. And remember, even though we're not absorbing the data, the information, the meaning, etc., etc., we don't normally absorb all of that negative stuff um, consciously. We normally absorb it in our subconscious mind. This is why people are walking around in depression, anxiety, panic attacks, fear. Every great empire in the world has utilized the occult and supernatural power. And so every great empire has employed the psychological occultic forces of um, uh, psychological and occultic forces of the destruction of their civilization, the internal minimalization of what is beautiful and righteous about our nation, in that our nation uh, was was created by God for a special purpose. And so we have come to a time where the, the level of manifest evil, the warring principalities and powers, the, the strategies of Satan and Lucifer, the, the fallen angels, the demonic powers, uh, the, the entire hierarchy of demons, rankings of demons, false doctrine, uh, false prophets, uh, and, and things of that nature, are, have, they have been let loose. These are demons. These are fallen angels. And they're fallen angels of various rankings. And the higher the rank of the fallen angels, the higher the power, the higher the authority, and the greater uh, the numerical count is for this principality and power's demonic rule over nations and cultures and cities and societies. So, this brought me to, the, to a place where I had to consider the prospect that there was no potential way out. And the Lord began to reveal to me supernaturally. He began to show me that the body of Christ in America had been terribly deceived by wicked false doctrines, such as the prosperity gospel, the blabbit and gravit gospel, the health and wealth gospel, the, all these false go gospels which exaggerated the power of God and made promises like you're going to be a super millionaire if you confess the word. All of this is heretical doctrine or false doctrine. That's not what I'm talking about, and I am not a promoter of false doctrine. What I am talking about is this. The Lord put it in my heart and explained to me in great detail for three years where I studied and devoured textbooks on physics, genetics, quantum physics, and all these sciences and technologies, etc., which are cutting-edge sciences and technologies. And I devoured these books, and I dev devoured these sciences. 
And then the Lord began to teach me and light up what he revealed to me through this deep dive study into all these sciences and technologies. The Lord had me read them, and, under, and then he explained them to me, not for the purpose of entertainment and, you know, just uh, occupying myself instead of being bored. The Lord opened up and literally gave me a revelation and a far deeper understanding of, of things like the nature of power in the universe, the, the nature and purpose of EMF, or electromagnetic frequencies why we have different numerical uh, uh, electromagnetic frequencies, such as uh, theta, beta, delta, alpha, gamma, each one representing a frequency range. And each one of those frequency range projections create an entire reality in a multidimensional universe, and they create an entire reality in this physical world reality that we live in. So, as the Lord began to unravel this truth to me, I began to discover that I was granted the ability at at some level, I don't want to exaggerate this, but at some level I was granted the ability to understand, to perceive, to to decipher and to apply cutting edge sciences and technologies with the sciences and technologies embedded in the word of god and bible prophecy and then as i studied this the word of god through the power of the holy spirit would give me in my inner man a supernatural revelation of very advanced scientific and technological data and content. And then, on top of that, the Lord gave me the ability to incorporate and to integrate these sciences and technologies and studies. The Lord gave me the ability to integrate them with our physical reality, with our multidimensional reality, and the Lord gave me the ability to integrate them into an entire succession of real-world events where the Lord showed me that I could accelerate and raise the level of my ability to engage in spiritual warfare at the highest dimensions. And so the Lord gave me a process of supernatural uh, intelligence. Uh, supernatural perception, and the Lord then imparted in me um, a, a, an enhanced faith which uh, exponentially multiplied my perception, my intellect, and my cognitive abilities. I'm not unique. I'm not special. The Lord has done the same thing for you. And the Lord has done the same thing for God's people. So where does this take us with revival? It's too early to, to, to make a summary judgment on revival. But I'll tell you this, when you have leaders at the Asbury School and other Christian schools, when you have leaders who have Christian leaders, professors, who have allowed their own internal theological belief system 
to be uh, distorted, to be negatively impacted, to be deceived, which is what has happened, that is the reason why these professors and the, the, the heads of the school at Asbury University, this is the reason why they're standing up and saying the exact opposite of what they should be saying as they are offering allegedly guidance and wisdom to the student body who are, who are mainly Christians. What we have here is a collision. It's like there's a giant railroad track and two massive rail cars are colliding into each other at high speed. There's an all-out collision, and that can be reversed. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us.